What's up, everybody? I'm Danielle. And I'm Rob. Welcome to Streamiverse, a 10-minute podcast rooted entirely in spite. We used to be a podcast about Quibi, but they sent us a cease and desist. So now we talk about everything that streams. Quibi's not the only game in town, honey. We're all stuck at home for the foreseeable future, so let's watch some trash together. Here's what's going on today in the Streamiverse. Nothing like a cliffhanger. So as we were reading this article and reading more about um, Quibi and thinking about our personal journeys with Quibi from the very beginning when we were looking into things, when we were still, you know, Quibi noobs and now we're Quibi veterans, we were thinking, what is the story of Quibi? What is it? Is it a story of tech? Is it a story of uh, Hollywood? Is it a story of personalities? Age. <laughs> what is the story? And Rob, I think you know what it is. I I do know what it is. It's a story of ego. Ego, 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 ego. And we see it everywhere. And it's not just Quibi. We see it in other companies too. It's, These people, there's there's people behind all of this. Yeah. And the and that's what's so interesting and that's also what's so interesting to us as a podcast is the people that are driving all of this. Like when we look at the company, we look at the engineers, we look at the talented smart people, we know that their hearts are in the right place. Then we look at Meg, and then we look at Jeff, and then we look at the execs, and we know Jeff and Meg are fighting. And we know there's tension and weird stuff going on. And it's like, why is that happening? And it's because of their egos. And it's said in the it's stated in the article, you know, that they had two very different leadership styles. And those leadership styles clashed, but it's also they clashed because of ego. You look at Katzenberg, who is this storied career producer with huge names in his resume. And he's done all this amazing stuff. And a lot of people like to uh, rest on their laurels and like use their backstory to, to just prove how credible and great they are. And then they think they have the power to go and like push somebody else out of the way, even when it's a Hollywood guy telling a tech CEO what to do. You yeah, know, it's tough. Katzenberg doesn't have any business telling Meg how to make an app. Like, <clears throat> I don't doubt that Katzenberg is savvy and knows knows his fair share about some tech stuff. And I I would hope he would enter um, a business that is a mobile app with a willingness to to learn and be a beginner. But as you just said, as we the ego probably prevented him from doing that. Yeah, and. It's, you know, like we talked about last episode, like that was felt. It was felt by a lot of employees. It was felt by people that were interrupted. It was felt by Meg, who was pushed around and belittled and demeaned, you know. It was felt. And she pushed back. And good for her for pushing back and like state, state, putting her stake in the ground. It was um, felt by the majority of people. If you look at the um, people tweeting about Quibi, thinking about Quibi in any way, the majority of people are like, yeah, we always knew this was going to be a bad idea. <laughs> we always yeah. knew. Like one of the top tweets uh, was like, I wish they had paid me $100,000 to tell them this was a bad idea. 
and then they would yeah. have saved a ton of money, you know? Yeah. But the ego kept it going. The ego sought out. Story. There's a deeper story behind what's driving Katzenberg here. And I don't think we're ready to tell that story today, but there is a deeper story. We're only but at the what beginning. we can talk about what we can talk about today is what I call founder's brain, which, you know, is when when you're a founder and you start something and it's your baby, it's your seat, your your little plant that you're going to put in the ground and you you want it to grow. Mm-hmm. There is like this irrational like insane set of blinders you put on as a founder when you're trying to build your own idea and you need to hire people to say no to you you need to hire people to take those blinders away and guide you in the right direction so when a founder oversteps you know their own power in a company it it muddies the vision of the company and it and it actually detracts from the success of the company because they're not making the right decisions. And then they're also pissing people off in the process. Like, like Katzenberg, obviously he knows storytelling, but does he know modern storytelling in short form? And does he know how to put it into an app? He should have never been telling, <laughs> he should have never been overstepping on Meg and doing all of that. Wow. He needed Meg to push back on him and he needs his execs to push back on him and not just be yes people. So that they get the right mix of content and stuff going on in the app. Yeah. And we said on Twitter today, we asked a poll and we said, whose fault is it? Because when all these things go wrong, everybody wants to point fingers. Everybody wants to like have someone to blame. And Katzenberg wants to point his finger at coronavirus. Meg probably wants to point her fingers at Katzenberg. Yep. Tom Conrad... He's been blaming himself, but I think he wants to point his fingers at both of them. Tom is too professional. <laughs> Tom is Tom is the Come only on one the being podcast. accountable. <laughs> Tom is the only one being accountable, and we respect him for his integrity. Yes. And but he probably deep down wants to point fingers at Katz and Meg, rightfully so. And then everybody below them. I'm absolutely certain it's just pointing fingers above. Yes. Well, of course, it's top down. It trickles down. No matter what the culture is, it always will come from the top down. You, If you read the book about Uber by Mike Isaac, it's like Travis, I don't know how, how to pronounce his last name, started a company that was like bros, like party, like hell yeah. Walk with me, bro. Like, and that trickled <laughs> down to every facet of the company. And then, and that's another, I mean, what's interesting is that we said this wasn't a story about age. It's about ego, which is true. It's not just, it's not, but like the fact that Jeffrey Katzenberg and Meg Whitman are of a different generation, probably in charge of, I'm guessing the majority of the people working for them are millennials, um, maybe some Gen, Gen X, but it's like that only feeds the ego more of like, what do you punk kids know? I've been mm-hmm. around. I made it like and in some ways they're valid in saying this. Like I started DreamWorks Studio. I was a producer on he, you know, he mentioned Pretty Woman, like one of the biggest uh, romantic comedies of all time or any yeah. of the other hugely successful films he's done. It's like. I think I know what I'm doing. And same for Meg. Yeah. Meg's like, I was the CEO of eBay and Hewlett Packard. Like, 
I mm-hmm. have been at the charge of a huge company before and I've, I mean, I've read mixed reviews of how her reign was, but you know, <laughs> she got there for a reason. So yeah. it's like, in a way it's valid, in a way it's really actually very sad because yeah. this is a classic American tale of like just climbing your way to the top and then even when you're in the throne, you're always going to have to watch your back because yep. there's going to be someone and you younger. always want more. Mm-hmm. You always want more. That is, I mean, have you have you watched The Sopranos yet, Rob? Yes. That is the downfall. It's like yeah. it's never enough. You're always going to want more. It's never enough. And uh, it's so interesting to see that these two people <laughs> were going through such turmoil and then we see it echo through like the company culture and like how things turned out. You see it in the marketing. You see it in the disconnect between the tech side and the content side where like they didn't figure out screenshots and it's like, why? They needed some kind of like connective tissue. They needed like a third person or a mediator or something. Somebody that could like be the middleman to communicate between them because obviously there was like, they were talking at each other instead of talking to each other or with each other. Um, <clears throat> it's just sad. So it's very, it's it's very interesting. It's becoming sad to me. I just got um Scott Galloway's book. It's like a sort of it. It's good, kind of self helpy, but it's nice. Um, and he talks about how as he got older, he had like he experienced great success. He experienced great failure. He had kids. He has a family. He was like, as I get older. The most important thing for me is to maintain relevance. It's just part of like mm-hmm. the human makeup. Like, yes, I've made yeah. money. Yes, I've fallen in love, but I need to maintain relevance and prove that I'm still like a worthwhile human being. Yeah. And so I imagine that's part of what's fueling Meg and JCats in this venture. Yes, yeah. I climbed to the top of our respective fields, but I've still got it. Like the way Scott Galloway deals with it is he teaches a class as he teaches at NYU and that gets him in touch with younger people. It shows him them that he has value. He gives to them. They give right back. And it's like a a reciprocal, interesting relationship where both people are deriving value from it. It's obviously really different when you're running a company and you're in charge of these people. So like the value they're getting from you is literally a paycheck. (laughs) But yeah. And when you're. And when you're someone in a position of power like that and you're sitting on top for so many years in a row, you get a little bit too comfortable, I think. And even Katzenberg, who is a known workaholic and, you know, a really dedicated guy, people rest on their laurels. And especially in the tech space and especially in the current times now when change happens like every 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. you know, things are evolving faster than ever. You can't judge yourself then on the person you were yesterday or a year ago. You you, you got to wake up every morning and judge yourself on what you do today. Yeah. Because it's a completely different day. Somebody else who's in the same space has just figured out the next breakthrough and you're sitting there thinking you're a genius because you figured out how to swivel a phone. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. There's this interesting... Um, fact uh uh this interesting quote about netflix culture where netflix has this like bizarre internal culture where they force everyone to like 
be super critical of themselves. They would like force their employees to admit their failures to other employees. Like they have to be outward about it. Mm -hmm. They have to like, you know, tell all of their coworkers whenever they fail. And that's, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's definitely a little bit cutthroat at Netflix, but it's also like they said, it's like the Olympics, you know, when you're on and you're in it, Mm -hmm. you're on the team. And the minute you fall off, you're out. Yeah. So like, it they it's just the company culture. They know it's going to be that way, and they're and they're accountable to themselves and their teammates. Right. You know, they they admit their failures as soon as they happen, and that and that's what Quibi also needs. But what we saw Quibi do was make mistakes and then sweep it under the rug and pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. And their founders did that, <laughs> and then that culture just trickles down from the top, and so. Quibi now in this moment, even though the writing is on the wall and everyone feels like it's just a dead dead in the water and it's over and we're just waiting for the imminent doom, Quibi would be smart to start becoming more accountable to themselves, admitting their failures, just just spitting it out and saying, look, we fucked up. We were a little too overzealous in it and we thought we were hot shit. And now, like, we're paying attention and we're learning day by day and, like, we're just going to start fixing shit. Which we've seen those qualities in Tom Conrad. So, respect to Tom. Respect to Tom, but respectfully, it's too late. Oh, shoot. We ran out of time. But don't worry. We'll be back every weekday for the rest of your lives. To see how this conversation ends, tune in next time on Streamyverse. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share with your favorite stream millionaires. See you in the Streamy.